more nervous in this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on mother. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 all right, oh, good morning, DJ Oh, there you go. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> yes. Good morning. good morning. You could tell Angela Yee had us on mute because she couldn't. Uh, she could uh, hear, but she couldn't speak. Yeah, I just um, when we're not on, I just put everything on mute, all so right. it's not all loud in everybody's ears and the headphones. Well, how was everybody's Tuesday? Did y'all do anything? Anything new and exciting around the house? Anything? Oh, yeah, I bought some um, packages. All I did then. was cook. Yeah, all I did was cook yesterday. Mm. Being a little risky yesterday. Bought some packages then didn't even Ooh. didn't even let them sit outside for 24 hours. Really? Did you at least spray them down? Uh, no. Can't, can't oh. find no lights on. I ain't been able to find lights on in a couple of weeks. But I definitely uh bought some packages. I had some packages that I was letting sit for 24 hours. Right. Some stuff came yesterday. That I bought in late last night. Mm. I haven't opened it yet. Just bought it in. So okay. well, that's, that's, that's living on the edge. There you go. Living on the edge. Risky. It was disgusting in Brooklyn. Yesterday it was raining. It was thundering. Then the sun came out for like maybe an hour. Then it started again. I was like, I'm just going to stay home. And I actually took a nap. That's like my first daytime nap. I think, all, you know, in like a month. So okay. it felt good, though. It's nice to take a nap when it's pouring, raining outside. Yeah, no, the weather was nasty over here, too, in Jersey. It was raining and nasty for a little bit. Then the sun came out, and then it rained again. But it's all good. I mean, we're in, so sometimes that the little storm is good. You ain't got to water your grass, and it's good just looking outside and seeing the rain come down. I mean, we can't do anything anyway. That's actually why I bought the packages in, because the way he put them, uh, he didn't put them, like, uh, under the porch, so he put them, like, right by the steps. So they get wet. It was raining. Yeah, so I bought them in. But I tell you this, though. It's weird to, like, like be home. Mm-hmm. And, and and still feel like you're sleeping all day, but then still feel like you're not getting enough sleep. Because it's not real sleep. You just what you mean? Laying around because you ain't got nothing else to do. You don't have, you're not really getting, <laughs> you know, you're not really getting real sleep when you got kids in the house, bro. No. That, you got, well, you know, when, I got, I got, a, I got an 11 year old, a four year old, and a one year old. You're not really getting no sleep when the kid's in the house. Yeah, Not at happening. night, at night. Like, you know, my, my kids, for some reason, are going to sleep. They're trying to go to sleep later and later and later. Um, but once they once they knock out, like last night they went to sleep about nine forty five. They was watching a movie. But once they knock out, I'm good. Like I, I, I'm 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 good. Then they are knocked out. And the good thing with my kids is they all sleep in the same bed. They don't want to sleep apart, so they all sleep in the same bed. Well, the, the younger ones, the three year old, the five year old, and the six year old, they all stay with each other. So it's it's perfect. You know, the only bad thing about it is, is if one has a bad dream, they all get up. But they all sleep with each other, so they keep each other company. So they pretty much good money. I ain't got no problems at night with the kids, man. Just when they wake so up, and they, when they the wake up. Bed? Y'all yeah, like all... uh, that old Ti and Tiny Family Hustle commercial when all of them was in the same bed. Y'all like that? Nah, they all sleep in the same bed, oh. and uh, or they usually jump in Madison's bed. 
Uh, nobody wants to sleep with, in Logan's bed because Logan is like the, the nasty 16-year-old that works out and stinks and smells. So nobody wants to, to hang with him. But everybody sleeps usually in Madison's bed. It's, it's, it's a big, happy family here. No, We have no complaints, no problems, no fights, no beefs. Everything is, is pretty good, man. That's good. Man, but let's get the show cracking. The baby will be joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. He's got a new album out called Blame It On Baby. Yeah, blame it on baby. So we're going to kick it with the baby, and then we got front page news. What we talking about, ye? Well, we'll be talking about, of course, coronavirus, and they're saying that a second coronavirus wave could be even worse than this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with ye? Well, let's start with some football. The Patriots have traded Rob Gronkowski to the Buccaneers. So, I don't know. Are you guys excited about that, for him to be playing with Tom Brady again? I don't I don't know why anybody getting excited about anything, because we don't even know if there's going to be football this year yet. It's cool. It looks good on paper, but who knows if we're going to get to football this, this year. All right. Well, just I'm with you. you. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I would love for the season to happen. I don't think my Giants are going to do too well this season, but... You know, if, if if football ever happens, you know, we'll see. I'll be excited to see anybody play. Bro. That's, yeah, that's that's how you that's how you word it. Yes, that would be great to watch if we actually get to see some football this season. But I doubt it. I doubt what happens to people who, has, who have season tickets that pay for games that aren't happening? They can go. And won't nobody be there. That's a great way to social distance. Just sit in the stands by yourself. Do they get yourself. their money back? Do they get a credit? All right. Now let's talk about possible vice president picks. Joe Biden, he said he would love to have Vice President Michelle Obama. That has a nice ring to it. Here's what he said. Where are you in naming that running mate? And will you commit that that person would be a woman of color? No, I'll commit that it be a woman uh, because I think it's very important that the uh, that my administration look like the, look like the public, look like the nation. I committed there will be a woman of color on the Supreme Court. Doesn't mean there won't be a vice president as well. I've heard some speculation about Michelle Obama as vice president. <laughs> if she said to you she'd be willing to be your running mate, would you ask her? Oh, I'd take her in a heartbeat. That, that's uh, that's such a that's such a waste of time. That whole thing, that's a damn shame that you are building up people's hopes over a pipe dream. Michelle Obama is not going to be the vice president. She's made it clear over and over she wants nothing to do with politics. Of course you would want Michelle Obama, though. Who wouldn't want Michelle Obama? But it's not happening. That's that's a waste of time. There's too many other qualified women out there that, you know, they could be bringing up and trying to build up. To talk about Michelle Obama being VP is just nonsense. It's not happening. Well, Valerie Jarrett uh, chimed in on this, and she said there's absolutely no chance that that will happen. That's wishful thinking. Exactly. And he said, of course, she said, of course he would take her. That's not the question. The question is, is this the way in which she wants to continue her life of service? She said a million times, this isn't what she wants to do. She's not being hard to get. She just doesn't want that job. It's just more proof of how trash Joe Biden's campaign is, that he that they have to answer questions like that, that Michelle Obama will be, be VP. Because he has no enthusiasm that he's building for himself. That he has, he's so uninspiring. All right, the head of the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention warned that a second wave of coronavirus expected this winter could be even deadlier than this current one. They said there's a possibility that the assault of the virus on our nation next winter will actually be even more difficult than the one we just went through. They said it would likely coincide with peak flu season. And when I've said this to others, they kind of put their head back. They don't understand what I mean. But they're saying two simultaneous outbreaks of respiratory infections would dramatically strain the healthcare system. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was watching that yesterday on CNN where they were talking about that. I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. The fact that, you know, it, it would be flu season and another wave of coronavirus, that would be hard. Right. And that's why I don't understand why they're opening up the country in certain areas. If if their people are predicting this, you know, because we had this conversation the other day and you said what the experts are saying. If people are predicting this, why are we opening back up the country? Well, this is no what idea. they're talking about can happen a second wave in the winter. So uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do between now and then. But they did say coronavirus has mutated into at least 30 different strains, according to a study in China. And um, they said there were first 19 that were previously undiscovered as well. So, you know, who knows how many there are, but there's more than 30. Yeah, I can see it conveniently coming back right before uh, right before the presidential election. That's going to make it very difficult to want to get up and go to the polls. All right, well, November. that is your front page news. Hey, what were we saying, Charlotte? No, that's all I said. That's, I can see it conveniently coming back uh, right, right before the presidential election. Sometime in November, which will make it even more difficult to to get up and go to the polls because people are already uninspired in a right. lot of ways. So that, that right, would just right, add right. to more voter depression. People are already depressed about who the candidate is. Now they got to get up and, uh, you know, you know, risk their health and their lives to go vote. But look, you got to do it. All right. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a good morning or a good night or a good day or maybe... Your day was just ishy, and you just want to vent a little bit. Whatever it may be, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm call, calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, David? This is JD, man, from Middle Georgia. What's going on, what's, what's up, bro? JD, what's up, King? Yo, what's going on? Going on. What's up, Yee? What's up? Hey, man, I want to talk about Kemp letting everybody free in Georgia, man. Some of we can we can come out or whatever and all this stuff, man. I'm staying my ass in the house. As you should. As you should. <laughs> As you should, brother. That's a good plan. Staying my ass in the house, man. For real, dang. Everybody's trying to go out to the club or whatever. Everybody's trying to do this, that, and the other, man. Forget all that. <laughs> Why y'all keep talking about the clubs? They said they, they, they even man. said they said they're not opening the nightclubs. Man, hey, you know, man, y'all know everybody's trying to get out or whatever, man. They said social clubs. The bad thing about Atlanta, well, it's not a bad thing. The good thing about Atlanta is a lot of the restaurants do day parties. So when you go to the restaurant to eat, it's kind of like a, a, a club. Yeah, but you have to social distance still. I don't think you can just be in there regular. I think that they're going to have a limited amount of people and social distance. Yeah, they, definitely said no, they definitely said no nightclub. Everybody going to try to get in where they fit in, man. Mm-hmm. Do you um, are you working right now? Oh yeah, I'm out on the road, man. Big truck driver. Okay. All right, that's what it is, brother. Thank you, man. Hello, who's this? This is Kiara. Hey, Kiara, get it off your chest. I just want to say that when you guys go to the grocery store, don't come in there with an attitude because that just makes everybody's job harder. Right. <laughs> that's right. So everybody who's helping y'all because when y'all come in there with an attitude, don't nobody want to help y'all. So I agree with that, and I'm always extremely appreciative when I go to the supermarket and I see people who are working and stocking the shelves and checking people out and making sure the self-checkout is working well. I'm very grateful and appreciative to see everybody at work. Well, I appreciate that because people come in there every day with an attitude like, like I'm supposed to be here. I don't have to be here. 
Well, you know what, though? That's a, you're giving out free jewelry that people can use for life, though. You know what I'm saying? When you walk in the room, you can dictate the energy of the room by the energy that you're giving up. Definitely, definitely. All right. All well, right. have a good one, Mama. And I have found that people have been extremely pleasant, like, that work at the supermarket. And so, you know, I appreciate that, too. I really, every time I'm like, thank you so much for coming to work. I appreciate it. I never said that before, but now I'm like, thank you so much for coming to work. Absolutely. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Derek. How y'all doing, Breakfast Club? What's up, bro? Hey. Get it off your chest. What up, King? Man, uh, man, I'm blessed, first of all, man. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy, thank God. Um, I'm working still. But I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of upset, man, because, like, I work at 7-Eleven. I'm a store clerk. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, when I come into work, my routine is I wipe everything down with bleach. And um, we have hand, hand sanitizer by the front door. And uh-huh. I tell customers, hey, for your safety and mine, sanitize on the way in, on the way out. Can y'all believe people get mad with me for asking them to sanitize when they were coming <laughs> in the store? I'm like, man. That's crazy. It's y'all people that's going to spread it, man, that's not taking this seriously. They should be Are happy you, I- y'all have hand sanitizer. It's not even easy to find for some people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we um was able to get it through the company, and we got it right there by the front door. As soon as you walk in, you can sanitize, man. But people get mad because I'm telling them to do it. Hey, but before y'all hang up on me, a good match, man, will be um will be um <laughs> Lil Kim and um uh, 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 come on, come on, come on, Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliott. Nah, nah, Missy, you gotta you gotta you forget about all the records Missy Elliott wrote. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love, I love, I, yeah, I love Kim, but I don't think Kim got 20. Yeah, and but you know what I was thinking of yesterday? What about Mary J. Blige and Beyonce? Bro, Mary J. Blige versus anybody. I'm trying to tell y'all right now, Mary J. Blige got them cultural, them cultural anthems that people love. Like Mary J. Blige versus anybody, male, female, animal, whatever. Mary J. Blige versus anybody. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Charlie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you morning. feeling this morning? Not too well, actually. Well, what's up? Um, I called you guys last week. Actually, I was telling you guys I was going through divorce. Well, not going through divorce, but I was divorcing my husband because of this COVID situation and not coming home. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, I remember. Right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was staying out. Yep. So I'm now what happened? That. I was talking to somebody else try to get over my husband. I was just, like, we ain't really do nothing, but I was talking to them. We were starting to like them. And it just vanished off his earth. Now, oh, I the guy wanted... vanished? Yeah. Probably because you were talking wanted... to him too much about your marriage drama. He ain't want to hear all that. I never spoke to him about my marriage drama. I don't do that. Oh, okay. I just want to say one thing, though. You can't really talk to somebody else to get over someone else because sometimes it makes it worse. And it's okay to be hurt. It's okay to have to deal with that. And heal yourself but I don't think that someone else will replace your husband right now I understand like wanting to be distracted wanting to move on but I don't know if that's always like immediately the best idea when you're already dealing with so much right you're absolutely right because I feel like I just put myself in a hole like I was like real down I don't know I couldn't like I just called out of work yesterday I just couldn't get out of bed it was just like uh mm-hmm do you have any good friends, family members, people like that that you can really talk to and vent to and support you? Um, 
I, I guess I have one, but I mean, I can't really talk to her about the situation because, like, she's so strict about marriage. Like, she's probably like, oh, my God, you should never even talk to somebody else. You're married. This is that. You didn't get your divorce yet. And all that crazy. Yeah, she would judge. You need to somebody, speak to somebody that's not going to judge you and just really hear you out and listen to you. Right. They have, like, this um, app or something, like, that you can do online. And it's like you could have, like, a little therapist that you could talk to, text to, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I did try it out. Like, it's like, it wasn't that expensive. It was like fifty-six dollars a week. I'm like, okay, let me try this. But like, I guess like the conversation is not fast enough. Or like, she's message. I messaged her today. She doesn't message me back until tomorrow or tonight or something like that. Right. And it's like, if I'm having a full anxiety attack and I'm like breaking down. I can't wait till tonight for you to respond to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hold on the line. We'll get your information. I do have a good friend, Dr. Kendall Jasper, and. You know, every now and then when people are really going through it, I refer people to him. So if you hold, hold on and give me your information, I'll do that for you. Hold on, all right? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Get it off your chest. Why you, why you put on your fake concern voice? I mean, all I right. did when people when people felt like that. How, how do you go hype <laughs> from there? So it's a hard time, people, for relationships right now. I mean, I feel for them. I can't be like, all right, you know, I gotta. She doesn't have anybody to talk to when you're going through it. They're not responding for a whole day. Okay, all right, guys. What do we have coming? What do we have coming up next, guys? All right, well, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Why you? Why you making me sound like that, man? That's no. Why are you making you sound like that? Just trying to sign concern, brother. Trying to sign concern. Yes, I'm concerned. Goodness gracious, it's a feeling. Fake concern sounds hilarious. It's not fake concern. I hate you, man. Can't even sound concerned without somebody laughing at you. Goodness gracious. Lord have mercy. All right, we got rumors on the way? Yes, with all these battles going on, you know, a lot of these songs that we love are being brought back up again. And Tevin Campbell sets the record straight on one of his really popular songs and what it's really about. I'm going to pay Tevin Campbell his respect now. Come on now. All right. You don't give Tevin Campbell respect. I don't even think they gave him a blue check yet. Did they give him the blue check he been asking for yet? That's now, you think question. that's all that matters? Well, that's that all too. that matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's respect? There's <laughs> rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, it is. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tevin Campbell. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Now, Tevin Campbell posted on Twitter, Can We Talk is a song about stalking, but it works every time. And everybody's mind was blown when he tweeted that. And, you know, there's a lot of times we listen to music and we don't realize what the lyrics are really about. Here's how Can We Talk starts. So I yeah, love it's it. all about a, a woman he doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything is about context, right? Because that song sounded perfectly normal to me until he, he put that tweet out. And and now when I hear it, I imagine him walking down the street, following the girl, asking her, asking her over and over, can we talk? Can we talk just for a minute? I just want to know your name, girl. It's like, damn, bro, leave her alone. But you know Jesus what? I think Christ. I feel like back then that was like uh, romantic, I think. Like, 
Even with like Mr. Telephone Man, there's something wrong with my line when I like it. That was romantic trying to catch when a girl I and call really my get baby's a girl. number. <laughs> get a, get a quick, get a quick <laughs> every time. Like, yeah, because you keep calling over and over and she don't want to talk to you. All right. See, but I don't was picture him following. Then. I don't picture him following her down the block. I because I feel like he was too shy to say anything. So I, mean, I listen, just feel like is, he's hoping to run across her again. And the hook is, can we talk? Can we talk? Just for a minute. I want to know. Girl, I just want to know your name. It's like he had to be somewhere in her vicinity. He keep asking her that over and over. I'm just happy that in 2020, that's considered what it should be funny in a conversation. Because a couple of years ago, it would have been all these think pieces with no thought about why Tevin Campbell joking about stalking is problematic. But but you know what? I ain't gonna front. I was Tevin Campbell. I was. If I tell you how many times oh I gosh. wrote letters to my wife, it was were. pretty yes. stalking my wife. But. We, that's we what I did. Were. It worked though. That's what it worked. we did. You know, because they used to they used to be about persistence. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. You call her a million times. You send her a bunch of letters. Yes, right. that's what that's what men used to do when we was young. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, the, is the thinking used to be persistence overcomes resistance. And guess yeah. what, Envy? Right. It worked. It sure did. You know what I'm saying? We both wore our women, women down. All right. <laughs> yeah, they, <gotta> <laughs> they had better choices, but we right. wore them down. Both all right. Now let's both talk married. about. Happily married now. Let's talk about Regine and Wife and Lucci. Now, when Regine was on The Breakfast Club, she talked about her breakup with Wife and Lucci. I mean, honestly, I was in love with Ray. I mean, I feel like I'm still kind of in love with him, but I love him from a distance now. You know, it's like it's to the point where I love myself more. So it's like I will never disrespect him as to, like, dating another rapper or, or bashing him because we've had, we had a, we have a bond, we had a bond, that was very strong, and at one point it was healthy, it was cool, I was happy. So she said they're still cool and everything, but Wife and Lucci just recently did an interview with I Am Fly Guy DC, and here's what he had to say about uh, him and Regine just, I guess, her not understanding what he did as an artist and not wanting to change. Hey, bro, I'm me, bro. Like, like, if you ain't gonna like me, I can't, I ain't trying to change and make you me. That I am, bro. Now, do you, do you feel like the age difference played a role in that? Probably so. Yeah, yeah, it do. So, considering that who her who her pops was, um, do you think that there was a different level of responsibility that you should have been portraying? Hell no. What he do? I'm judge him. I just don't understand why Regina don't understand that YFN stands for Young Faithfulness. Oh, boy. Gosh. Hiller. He's a young, he's a young faithful Negro within him. Within him, he's a young. What YFN stand for now? Young fly Negro. Yeah. One day that F will stand for faithful. Trust me. Give that man some time. <laughs> he said. All right, now spectacular. Congratulations to him. They just did an op-ed, and he has been honored Innovator of the Year, uh, also by Black Enterprise, and his company is actually in a top 10 business. So congratulations to him. He's doing a masterclass too, by the way. If you look on his page, you can see a link so that you can actually join that masterclass that he's doing. But he's the innovator of the year. And he said, the internet revolution and the new social media era have forever changed the way companies vocalize who they are. Visual identities have evolved to reflect the current generation of consumers. It's become crucial for businesses to understand their audiences as they are the most important aspect of social media marketing success. So his company, AdWizard, helps personality brands and companies go viral while turning followers into revenue, increasing their net worth. And he's been extremely successful at that. So drop on the clues, bombs for Iron Spectacular. That's my guy. Spectacular is a good dude. Like he, he's, he, he always likes to share information. 
Like he would he would just randomly hit you up and be like, hey, you know about this? Like he's a, I like Spectac. He's mentored thousands of small business owners while in quarantine, and he's still doing that. He's giving out his personal number. If you text Masterclass to 786-661-1224, you can get your complimentary spot also. And, the, okay. and I right, think he I'm, came up effing with cats. Cause that, 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 remember those cat memes? What was it, Freddy Cat? Some type of cat meme that used to be very popular. That was all spectacular. Mm. He came up messing with cats. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, when we come back, we got front page news, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela yeah. Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good yeah. morning. How you guys feeling today? Blessed, black, and highly favored. That's how I'm feeling. There you go. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Where we starting, Yee? Yee? Angela Yee ain't there. Drama's going to play the, the Elisa music? All right. Angela Yee has no idea we're doing the show. She's just on her phone texting. All right. Oh, well, works. in front page news, there's a lot going on. Coronavirus is still hey, out there. <laughs> coronavirus. Coronavirus. The forecast says a heavy dose of coronavirus. Heavy dose of coronavirus. Now until December. There you oh, go. All right. I'm, sorry, my uh, thing didn't connect. And that's literally how you can just leave. You can lead every news report with that and be good. Be fine. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. Coronavirus. Go ahead, might tune out. Like, oh, well, I've had a, I'm turning. Heard enough about this. All right. Now, there's a study that was done recently, and it reviewed veterans' medical charts. And what they did in this study, 368 patients, 97 of them took hydroxychloroquine. That's the drug that they're saying they use to treat malaria that Donald Trump's been talking about. Uh, 97 patients who took that had a 27.8% death rates. Uh, the 158 patients who did not take the drug had an 114 death rate. So what they're saying is there is an association of increased overall mortality identified in patients treated with hydroxychloroquine alone. So that's just one study that's been done. Again, you know how a lot of people will say, oh, you got to take this. It works. It'll cure something. You know, they're still doing studies. That's why it's important not to spread information until the studies are done. You said right, alone, though, so does it work with something? Because Envy, uh, uh, your guy, didn't he take it with something else as well? No, nah, I, I just think he took that. I sent you the story. I think he just took the whatever queen, oh, okay, whatever okay. it's called. And I think that was what, what helped him out, he said, to save his life. Mm. Yeah, they said it does still need to be studied to see um, how safe it is, though. Because, again, you know, you want to make sure that it's not causing more harm for some people. And Correct. there's a lot of different drugs being studied right now. Right, right, right. All right. McDonald's is giving first responders and healthcare workers free thank you meals. Uh, so their plan is all you have to do is show some type of badge. And that's if you're a healthcare worker, police officer, firefighter, paramedics, anybody that has to work right now, you get that for free through the drive through or carry out. So uh, that's the plan. All you got to do is show that. You only can get one meal per day, though. That's what they're doing. Wendy's has announced that's they're nice. giving out free nuggets at all of their drive through locations. So they're saying that they get you get a free four-piece nugget at all of them. They said they were so inspired by the love that people are showing amid the coronavirus pandemic that they decided to show their customers some love as well. So, uh, And Chipotle. Remember when Chipotle was going through everything that they were going through and their stock dropped and people stopped going yep. there for a while? Right back in, um, they said the food sickened more than 1,100 people across the U.S. from 2015 to 2018. Well, now they have to pay $25 million, that $25 million fine, just for that. That's a, for food safety violations. 
Uh, they said Chipotle failed to ensure its employees both understood and complied with its food safety protocols, resulting in hundreds of customers across the country getting sick. That's like the highest ever amount of money that a food chain has had to pay, $25 million. So that's a very steep penalty. Now that Louisiana pastor who defied orders and still held services has been arrested. You guys remember we were talking about this uh, pastor, Tony Spell. Mm-hmm. He was taken into custody. This was in Baton Rouge yesterday. And they are they had issued a warrant for his arrest, accusing him of aggravated assault. So according to records, like he was that. released on bond of $5,000. Yes. So, uh, and if you guys recall, he's the same pastor that asked people to donate their stimulus checks. He uh, launched the hashtag Pastor Spell Stimulus Challenge. <laughs> you got Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really that, that was the one I was asking pastor. for people to give their stimulus check. I remember, uh-huh. You can't ask mm-hmm. 10% of somebody's stimulus check because clearly they really, really, really need that money in order to keep everything on track. So why would you ask for 10% of that? 10% of that could be the difference between a light bill being paid, uh, right. you know, some rent being paid. Like, you can't ask for 10% of that, you bastard. I and I wonder, does he think getting arrested? I know, I know he asked <laughs> for it all, but pastor's usually supposed to ask for 10%, Uh-oh. but I'm just saying that you shouldn't be asking for nothing. But uh, I wonder if he thinks getting arrested was God's will. Well, I don't know. See. <laughs> but they did ask him why he was asking vulnerable people. CNN, Victor Blackwell asked him to hand over their um, $1,200 stimulus checks. And he said it's because some evangelists and missionaries don't receive stimulus money. He said, we are challenging you. If you can, give your stimulus package to evangelists and missionaries. <laughs> Listen, that money is necessary right now for people. That's the whole point of it. But. Yeah, I don't see how people can even feel comfortable doing stuff like that. You're supposed to be a public servant. You're here to serve the needs of the public. And, and when the public is getting something that they actually need, which is this stimulus check money, you want them to give it to them? Like, how can you really fix your mouth to say, give it to me and the Lord will bless you times three, times four? Like, how can you feel comfortable doing that when you know that's some BS? Come on, right. man. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, the baby will be joining us. We'll kick it with the baby. He has a new project out right now, so we'll talk to the baby in a minute. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. I got a baby. What up, what up, baby? Baby, blame it on baby. Man, three albums in less than a year and a half. Why you Why you moving so fast, baby? Oh, I got I got plenty I got plenty of it in me. I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, How are you holding up right now during this quarantine? How's everything for you though and your family? I've been loving it. You know what I mean? I've been loving it. I've been loving on these kids. I've been I've been playing basketball on my basketball court. I've been you know what I mean chopping down trees in my yard. I've been doing regular regular shit, you know what I mean stuff. I've been wanting to do. Plus I've been. I've been able to spend more time, you know what I mean, on the other stuff I wanted to do, you know what I mean, the other creative ideas. So I've been enjoying it. Keep it real. Nope. I was on the road for like, I don't know how long, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've been soaking it all up, you know what I mean? It's a blessing in disguise to me. Shots out. Nope. Goes out to anybody negatively affected, but, you know, it's been it's been a blessing to me. No regular ish. I see you bought a new car while you were on quarantine. How does that happen? Nah, I, I bought that before the quarantine here. Yeah, I've been okay. had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been had that. I just pulled it out, you know what I mean? I just pulled it back out. <laughs> you know, just to, to make my little thriller video thing over there. So, yeah. Whatever. Can you back up with this chopping down trees? You took an axe and chopped down a tree yourself? Nah, chainsaw. Not no axe, chainsaw. Okay, I mean, I don't know how it even <laughs> works. This is 2020, Yee. This is 2020. I don't know. I've never chopped <laughs> they down don't, they, 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 they don't know nothing about that country Carolina shit. 
Nope. Yeah, please. I got a nice little spot out here. I try to get you out here, Charlamagne. I got a nice little spot out here, you know what I mean? I got like, it's been on some acres too. So I've been, you know what I mean? I've been really like doing like some HGTV shit, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, a, like a dream house, never, never land. So I've been out here doing all kind of country shit, you know what I mean? I heard, I heard you say on the album, on the album you said you spent $3 million on a crib. But you don't even stay there just for your baby. I'm like, damn, $3 million in Charlotte. That yeah. is sitting on about 800 acres. Hey, it's like that. <laughs> it's like that. I ain't even gonna lie. You know what I mean? It's like that. I would walk y'all I'm, through it. It's gonna take a minute. Hey, look. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, I would walk y'all through it. It's gonna take a minute. No, oh, God. It's gonna take a minute, dog. So, why'd you decide to do another album? Did you just have too much music? Were you bored? Is it just you were just recording? It was time for it, man. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's all about showing that evolution, that growth, you know what I mean, and that music. So, you know, and ain't everybody else they ain't doing nothing. So I really with me, I drop music when I get tired of hearing the bullshit is out. You know what I mean? I won't even call it bullshit. When I get bored with with the climate of the game, like when there ain't, when there ain't nothing for me to listen to back to back, like just play back to back. That's when I know I, it's time for me to drop music. You know what I mean? Because if I'm feeling that way, ain't no ain't no telling how the fans feeling, how the listeners feeling. You know what I mean? So I just like to keep it. I like to give myself something to listen to. I listen to my own music. That's really all I like listen to. But you the type of artist that like to touch the people, though. Like, you like to go out. You like to go to the clubs. You like to do in-stores. So I know that must be difficult where you can't necessarily give these people the music the way you want. I mean, yeah, yeah, when I can't drop. But, I mean, I, you know, I understand that's part of the business at this point. You know what I mean, you got to drop, dropping the music. That's just, that's just the beginning of it. You know what I mean? And you got to do the moving around. You got to push the music. You got to put it out. You got to do the shows. So I have been on the road for so long, like, I was finishing up an arena tour when the, when the whole little coronavirus thing hit, you know what I mean? So it was more so, and I was getting ready to go on another tour. I was getting ready to go on another tour, Amphitheater tour, like 8,000 plus every show, you know what I mean? With me headlining, I had just finished headlining an arena tour. So I had, my life was so much like just dropping music straight to show, straight to the road, boom, 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 boom. So it's more so, it's more so refreshing than, than anything to me, you know what I mean? When you get that money, it'd be like, damn, I wish I could just be a normal with this money. This was, you know what I mean? And that's what I got going on right now. Like, I get, you know, I get, hey, I get to wake up, cook my own breakfast. I ain't got to go to Chick-fil-A because that's the only thing I want to eat because I'm in Nebraska or got now I'm here or there. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't got to do all that. I can go sit down and, and, and eat and enjoy myself. I can spend time with family. You know what I mean? I had to pop in and spend time with family on the weekend when I'm already tired from being on the road seven, eight days straight. You get what I'm saying? So right. I just been soaking it all up, man. It's been a blessing in the skies to me. You know, I take the good with the bad every time anyway. So that's exactly how I've been treating it. I wouldn't dare say, man, I'm tired of this. I'm tired because I know the second that it's over with, bro, I'm on the road for... Back to business. My daughter turned five. She's two years right. old. The second that it's over with, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gone. I was already right. booked till 2021. I was already booked all the way out till 2021. Mm. I see... Um, Let's talk about this album a little bit because I see on social media they, they like to say the baby has the same flow and and I and I know you pay attention to that because I heard that title track blame it on baby baby so so that was that that inspired that that's what they're gonna do anyway they're gonna blame it on baby a lot of <laughs> a lot of inspired title blame it on baby you get what I'm saying but when it comes to the little thing flow thing like you know they just gotta understand the internet man like they gotta and then see me like. Artists like me, like, it come off like I don't do no wrong. You get what I'm saying? Not I don't do no wrong. Say I do a lot of wrong, but it come off like, like, damn, this thank you perfect. Like, the way I popped, the way I shot to the level that I was at. You get what I'm saying? The way I went from 10,000, the Chitlin Circuit, country shows, I'm talking about holes in the walls, death traps in South Carolina to 
sold out arenas, got everybody in the arena with their cell phone lights up just for me rapping that word. Like, bro, it's not. It don't. It don't happen like that. Like with the way right. I hit the game. You know what I mean? With the with the platinum records and the. 200 million views on multiple videos back to back. You get what I'm saying? Just to show you it ain't no one hit wonder thing. You get what I'm saying? Like, number one album, debuting at number one. Like, it don't happen that way. So, at the end of the day, like, you gotta have something to, you feel me? Like, you gotta, you know, hey, hey. I, they gotta I have something to say. Bullshit come with it. You're right. I get through all the other bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hearing, like, I just boom, boom, get out of everything. So, it's just like, gotta have something to say. So, I don't really be tripping about that, but, um, as far as like switching the flow or anything like that, bro, I have no, I have no problem wrapping circles around any one of these, niggas. any one of these. Niggas, you get what I'm saying? Like that ain't mm-hmm. that ain't nothing to me. You know what I mean? That ain't nothing in this record. It's, they show that. You know what I mean? That's why I really don't need. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find myself entertaining it. I could joke about it just like I joke about everything else and just like like on some ha ha type shit. Like that's mm-hmm. what it'd be like when I make songs like Blame It On Baby. You get what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like I can never take that shit serious because I'm already knowing what's going on. You know, I make a, a a conscious album right now. I record the whole day. You get what I'm saying on some on some J Cole vibes, uh, Jordan Lucas. But I can I can get in there too. You get what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. it's really however however they want to play it. But me at the end of the day, like I understand what's going on. You know what I mean? You got people biting on a certain thing. You got to milk the game. You got to you know what I mean? You got to take advantage of it. I switch it too quick. You ain't gonna like it. You are gonna be like, damn, baby, I wanted you to turn me up. You right. get what I'm saying? So I just, mm-hmm. you know, you got to understand the climate of the business. When you got something going, you'll be a fool to step on your own toes and you get what I'm saying and go level with it. If people like Breakfast Club for doing this and then y'all y'all change out of nowhere, like, man, we got to do something different. But this way, people love Breakfast Club, but we got to do something different. We got to do something different. Then y'all start having people come on there freestyle. Like, man, what the hell is this, man? Like, <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't what we come here for. You get what I'm saying? So you got to right. gradually... You got to gradually, you know what I mean, pull people different ways and, and take people down different avenues. You got to do, you know, you got to have control of this shit. You can never let that, you can never let, you know, anything else control this shit. Don't put the work in and it don't, it don't study the game the way you study it. All right, we got more with the baby. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the baby. Yee. Now, one day I'm waiting to hear this story about this heartbreak you went through because on a song like Sash, I, I was know. like, man, poor the baby. He's really. <laughs> baby, see, baby ain't perfect. Everybody think baby's perfect, man. Baby go through shit too. Baby get his heart broke too. That's why I talk like that. You know what I mean? That's why I'm so... You, know, <laughs> you got all serious for a second now. <laughs> I'm just but that's serious. Broke, you know, trying to find my way back home. Baby didn't got his heart broke, too. Ain't that right, bro? Didn't I come to the studio crying one day? He full of You shit. did not. You came <laughs> You ain't coming to the studio crying. He full of shit. He's trying to cap for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I ain't coming to the studio. <laughs> I, I ain't coming to the studio crying. I ain't do that. But there's nothing wrong but with you, that. You know? Now, hell, I'm a grown-ass man, you get what I'm saying, but, you know, and then, like, that's what I'm saying, like, like, people so used to seeing me talk a certain way, or, you know, people think, like, people, people, they would, they would like to create the, the narrative that I feel like I'm untouchable, but nah, y'all feel like I'm untouchable, you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm the most, I'm one of the most touchable artists in the game. You mentioned, um, sad shit. Who is that woman, sir? And how does she feel about that record? My always miss me. Any one of them I ever had, Charlamagne. You know? said you go. <laughs> you said you gonna beat the and up I if you catch it with her. Them too. I'm that. Yeah, I'll I beat them. Did that. You know what I mean? Not now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they play with me wrong. Hey, if if it, if, she, if it was one of them, if it's her, if it's one of them, that one that really did me that, the one that really, that's a knife in my hand. The one that really, you know what I mean? 
may have I may have to handle my business, man. I may have to handle my business if I bump into him. You know. But you will take her back though at a, in a heartbeat. That's what it's about. You see what I'm saying? I gotta show her. He ain't me. I beat him. I beat him. Hey, bro. Hey, you know she. You know that. You know that's me, right? <laughs> Say the wrong thing. Look, beat him up. Beat you got up. that big ass house now. You got that. So, you, so you, are you like Drake? You got bags and shoes waiting on somebody? Nah, man. Go ahead, though, man. I don't look. <laughs> 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 I was just joking. I ain't gonna. I catch you with. The I ain't gonna beat him up no way, man. I'm. I, I'm. I ain't Let's talk about a. He said I'm. I ain't fighting nobody. <laughs> Let's talk about talk about it. I love that record. Talk about it. That's, you that's said your mom taught you how to use a rubber. Explain that oh, to God. me. She used to have him sitting on the nightstand. She used to have him sitting on the nightstand at the crib. Like she was. She was open about it. Had him sitting on the nightstand. You know what I mean? He had different ones, different kinds. It's these yours, these yours, these yours. I got two brothers. I'm the baby. At what age, though? At what age? I was like, my brothers, my, I got, I got two older brothers. One of them five years older than me. One of them two years older than me. I was probably like eleven. Damn it, man! Jeez, <laughs> 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 she wasn't playing like that. You know what I mean? She wasn't playing like that. I was probably like eleven years old, but that's no cap. She was too hot. She'll tell you. You got to squeeze. She caught you with a girl or something? <laughs> nah, she knew what time it was. So you know, what I mean, we was, you know, we was out though. You know, At eleven? Back when you used to have a phone. If you on the phone, if you on the phone downstairs, they pick it up upstairs and hear what you're saying. That was back. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a '90s baby, mm -hmm. a real '90s baby. You know what I mean? 1991. That was back. Like if you was on the phone right here, somebody could pick the phone up in the other room. They could hear you. So you know, we didn't all, we didn't all. Y'all went through it. Y'all done been caught on that phone. So, Talking the way you weren't supposed to be talking. You know? <laughs> Plus, Not at already. 11, Plus, though. Plus, Not at 11. Jeez. You already humping on, on girls' legs and stuff like that. Can I speak? Oh, for sure. That was way before 11. That was way yep. before 11. You yeah, was dry was humping legs. And... I don't even think people use that word no more. I don't even think people use that word no more. Man, Let me ask you. Charles, man, boy. If your mama taught you how to use a condom, why you ain't use no condom on Nasty? Because on Nasty, you say you pull it out and shoot on her cheeks. You ain't say nothing about taking no condom off. That don't mean, yeah, because I ain't had time to fit that in there. I got to move quick when, when that music coming. I got to move quick, man. I ain't had time to really, you know, explain all that. I, you know what I mean? I thought you would have, you know, that y'all would have been right there with me. I thought I'd have given you the benefit of the doubt on that one. You know what I mean? I said, this n I said, this n nasty. This n Getting raw, and he. I had to tell Shanti Mama, Shanti Mama, her manager. I, I said, look, I said, first of all, before I even do this, you know what I mean? Like, how nasty <laughs> do y'all want me to talk? Y'all want me to be PG thirteen? I want to make a love song. What y'all want to do? Cause you know, I, hey, I say, look, my mouth filthy. I say, man, with all due respect. <laughs> with all due my, respect. My, my mouth filthy, mama. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a respectful young man. Hey, I don't know. This, this is yours. This is yours. You you called us. You asked us to be a part. This is your thing. Do your. Th I said, okay, bet. I'm gonna have to kindly ask you to leave the room for me and just come back when I'm done. You know, <laughs> I can't be talking like that with somebody, mama, right there over my shoulder, man. I don't talk like that in front of nobody, mama. Well, you had a shanty like a little that. more, you know, nastier than she normally hey, is too. Out. So hey I, hey, I brought it out. You know what I mean? I brought it out. You know what I'm saying? So that was dope. Man, Why you crazy. smiling like that? Why you oh, smiling like that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, we, that, that's my boo, right? That used to be my boo. Yeah, that, that you had a crush on her. Baby, 91. What? When she used to mm -hmm. lay them sideburns down. Yeah. 
So how was the how was the connection? <laughs> I'm a chocolate too, you know. Yeah. Uh, so how was the connection? How was the connection? It was uh, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. You know what I mean? Like it was a vibe for sure. You know what I mean? When we was in there, it was real. She's real easy to work with. I had originally wanted Lizzo. I ain't talking about that connection. I ain't talking about the vibe connection. All right, the music is good, but what happened after? Did you did you take out? Did you did you ask to take out? Nah, 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 nah. You know we you know she was on the tour. She was actually in the middle of being on the tour, and I was too. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, but I would I would love to. You know what I mean? Once everything clear up in the restaurant. Did you check up on her on quarantine? Did you call her see how she was doing? I, I spoke with her a few times since quarantine, but we were handling business when I did. You know okay. what I mean? We were handling, I handled the business. You know, I'm a professional. I don't really, you know what I mean? I, I don't get into that. You know what I mean? We got to mm -hmm. we gotta handle the business first. And then, you know, but it's time to, you know, if you if you end up watching this, you know, if you find me attractive enough and you feel like you want to get to know me, I'll be more than open to it. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Lizzo's going to bust your ass. You had every guy thinking about a threesome with Meg Thee Stallion and Ashanti on that song because I heard you slide yeah, that in there at the end. That I, when Ashanti said that, I dropped the phone. I swear to God, mm -hmm. I dropped the phone. I said, oh, my God. I called her. I said, oh, you got me f***ed up. <laughs> you got me f***ed up talking like that. I said, I didn't even know you had that in you. Yeah, man. You know, so that was dope, though. Now's the perfect time to be shooting quarantine shots at Ashanti because everybody home. Yep. People ain't really doing nothing. Like, now's the time. Right now, it's not the time. Right now, it's what everybody doing. You know what I mean? That's what everybody doing right now. Uh, I, I'm not really a, a shot shooter when it comes to, like, social media and all that. I don't really, I don't really play like that. You know I mean? don't move. We got more with the baby when we come back. Let's get into the baby mini mix. A couple of joints that he put out. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the baby. Yee. So what was it like working with B. Simone, knowing that she has a big crush on you? Was yeah, she really was trying so to shoot nice her shot? Nah, B. Simone, regardless, you know what I mean, of what people may think, like, she's a professional. Like, she's stupid mm -hmm. and she's smart, too. Like, she, she know what she's doing. I whether or not if she really got a crush on baby or not. I wouldn't know because I understand. I get marketing. I get all that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't call, like, a mother had to tell me straight up. I had to, like, hey, look, I'll go to side, though. Like, <laughs> not I'm trying to like, give you I, something. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'll go to side. Like, hey, you know, I'll be dead ass. She had to tell. She had to come at me that way. You get what I'm saying? But until then, like, I get marketing. I understand. You know, I understand mm -hmm. all that. You get what I'm saying? So I never, and I ain't quick to, I ain't anti pantsy when it comes to that. Like, I, you know, I be cooling. You know what I mean? I be cooling. I don't really, I ain't anti pantsy at all because I ain't want to read nobody wrong. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really get into all that. Right. I handle the business. But as far as being in the video, like, I had to, we had already came up with the story, with the idea for it, and we started casting the characters. And, uh, we had to the casting call. We got the female characters, and I'm watching the videos. I couldn't make it to the casting call because I had to go do a show. So I had my people do it for me. I had the real girls do it for me, and then they sent me the videos of the females from the casting call. And I'm like, I'm watching the females that's going to play the lead because that's that got to be the lead character, the female. That's going to be beside me the whole time. And I'm just looking, and I just thought, I'm like, you know what? And I, I reached out to her. I said, hold on, bro. I got an idea. Hold on, hold on. It was like two days before the video. When I got thought of B. Simone, I reached out to her, like, I got a hell of an idea, called me, sent my number, she called, I ran it by, she like, oh, hell yeah. She was actually on tour with, uh, with Martin, with Martin Lawrence, she was on tour mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. She was on tour with Martin Lawrence, and she had a show in, like, Indianapolis the night before the video shoot, but I had needed her there at, like, 
6 in the morning for us to do what we had to do. She had to be there at like 6 a.m. That was a two-day shoot. We, should, we was working like four to eight hours straight. Um, so it wasn't no commercial flight, and she had to book a jet, and she booked them on her own. Wow. Oh, Damn. Go ahead, be Simone. I like that kind of hustle. I love that. Yeah. Now, that's a boss you know, move. Yeah, yeah, she cut like that. You know what I mean? So I always take my hat off to her, man. I ain't got nothing but love and respect for at the end of the That's day. Dope. And I, I make it a point to let motherfuckers know, like, nah, she, that ain't just no, no, just no funny motherfucker, no little goofy mm-hmm. girl. Like, she bought a business, you get what I'm saying? And when she get there and it's time to have no business, she gonna be about a business. She fun to work with and all that, but she bought a business, so you get what I'm saying? That's, That's dope. dope. I love that story. Up and I would have been... I'd have been all, oh, what's up, girl? Like, acting like I got it like that just because what she's not, she would shut that shit down. I'm, I'm sure that, you get what I'm saying? But she wow. about to been so super professional, super talented, you know what I mean? And she rose to the occasion and she, she, you know, she took the extra mile to make sure she can get there to make it happen, man. So hats goes off to her. Baby, got to go to guys, though. So. One last quick question on Amazing Grace. You said, uh, barely read the scripture, but I'm spiritual. So what does being spiritual mean to the baby? So, Oh, man, you know, God is great. You know, he's the reason for it all. You know, I put nothing before him. I feel nobody or nothing but him. You get what I'm saying? So I'm a firm believer. That's why I'm really I'm really cool and during all this, this, this madness that's going on right now because I understand I'm covered. You know what I mean? I understand it was already written. So I ain't tripping at all. Like, I'm real big on that. That's really how I navigate through. A lot of the stuff I navigate through just because I'm already understanding, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a higher power that done already put out that into place, you know what I mean? Regardless of how I may talk in the summer, regardless of how I may come up, I'm I'm far more than with me to eye at the end of the day, you know what I mean? And and I just, songs like that, I just that's just me naturally doing what I do. That's just what the beat brought out of me. But that's just, you know, that's just me letting you know how I'm rocking at the end of the day, you know what I mean? And I understand it all this, no matter what. All this, I know where all this came from, and I know that it's bigger than me. You know what I mean? I know my purpose is bigger than me at the end of the day, so that's what I stand on, you know what I mean, with all ten toes, and that's how I sleep at night. That's how I navigate. That's how I treat the business. That's how I treat all this, you know what I mean? Like, I, I go by them laws, and I buy by them rules first. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, baby, Absolutely. Um, have you been seeing the battles? You've been watching any of those battles that Swizz and uh, Timberland been putting on? The yeah, producer been, battles or the artists? I've been, seeing them. I've, I've been hearing some old school jams that make me want to. You know what I mean? I've been seeing them. Anybody you would want to see battle at all? I seen somebody say, uh, I mean, a lot of people. I, the one I saw that really, man, 50 so crazy. I saw the 50 sitting Ja Rule, and when somebody like that little 50 sitting Ja Rule to battle, I like to see something like that. I like to see. I like to see one that ain't as friendly, but with two people that still got, like, it hits, hits, you get what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. But they've been, they been dope, dope, bro. It's been taking me back. Like, I've been feeling like I'm four, five years old again when I hear certain songs played. I'm like, damn, I remember when that came out. You get what I'm saying? It ain't no different than, like, that Shanti, like, when, that Shanti song I got. Like, I know when people heard me rapping, it's cool. Okay, that's Baby. When they heard that Baby, Baby, they like, oh, my God. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That was one of them. That was one of them for sure, you know. And I remember Absolutely. that with me being, I don't know how old I was when it came out. But I like to see a lot of people do it. I like to see Nelly do it. Nelly used to come with it crazy. I like to see You got a little Nelly vibe on this album. Lil Wayne. Yeah, I done, I done seen a lot of people say that. I done seen a few people one, say that. And I ain't even really one record. That. That ain't, I used to see stuff like that ahead of time, like to find my way. A couple mm-hmm. of them, I done heard a yep. few people say it. You know what I mean? I done heard a few people say it. I ain't mad at that either. That used to be, that, that was definitely somebody who was one of my favorites coming up for sure. So I ain't all mad right, at well, that at all. Well, the baby, we appreciate com- you for checking him in. Good luck on everything. Appreciate it, team, man. Be safe. Hey, I'm coming to f- with you, too, because they, they opening up s*** 
in the Carolinas. I'm coming down there. We're going to do that. Next week. May 28th. Let's do that. Let's do that. Can't wait. All right. Can't I'm wait. there. May 28th. Let's make it happen. All right. I'll hop back on to say goodbye. My internet was all messed up. So congratulations, all right, though. Bye, you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Blame it on baby out right now. Go scream it. Yeah. All right. It's the baby. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk French Montana. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, French Montana, in the interview that he did with Complex, one of the things that he talked about that went viral was the fact that he could actually have more hits than Kendrick Lamar on a stage, if they did a festival stage, and then he listed all of the hits that he has, like Shot Caller, Ain't Worry About Nothing, Don't Panic, Pop That, These Hoes Ain't Loyal, All The Way Up, No Shopping, Stay Scheming, Lockjaw. He did a whole list of a bunch of different songs, No Stylist. So, Young Thug weighed in, and he had this to say about French Montana. Oh, well, here's, well, here's French talking about it. Honestly, I could go against anybody. Honestly, you could put somebody like Kendrick Lamar next to me on the same stage in a festival. I might outshine him, not because I'm a better rapper or whatever it is. It's just I got more, more hits. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick Lamar got albums. He got masterpieces. Now, Young okay. Thug weighed in and responded to those claims of French Montana versus Kendrick. Stupid ass, he got more hits than Kendrick Lamar. Okay. <laughs> what else? And you know, and I do feel like French was paying Kendrick his respect because he did he feel like Kendrick was a yeah a better artist. He wasn't trying to play him. He was just talking about his more club type hit songs. Now French Montana then talked about Young Thug wearing a skirt in a No Stylist video and also uh, brought Twenty One Savage into it. Hey Thug man, thank you for wearing that skirt for me on No Stylist. You heard? <laughs> Hold a cap. I would worry about 21 Savage before me and Kendrick, you heard? You definitely would left. <laughs> yeah, this is where it starts to get really serious. Then Young what, Thug what? responded and clarified that he has no issues with 21 Savage. And he talked about what 21 Savage was tweeting at him. And then he also explained the skirt. I got off the phone with Savage. I told him I was coming to f*** with him in Atlanta for a few days. I supposed to get on the jet yesterday, but I ain't make it. So that's why he put it up and said, I'm, I'm in the hall of cap. We don't got no smoke with each other. Third of all... That's what I forget for even with me like you. I wore that dress in your video just to sh show love and support because I only put that dress on when it's real, when I feel like it's real love. But that's the thing is I get for with niggas like you. But it's okay. I know you smoke dope. What does any of this have to do with music? I don't is know. More? It, just, it took a left nah, turn. It kind of left, left uh, out always of music. one more. Here's Young Thug and French then going back and forth about some footage that Young Thug claims that Meek Mill has of French getting knocked out. Get my phone, get my phone. I'm finna call me right now. Get my phone. I'm finna show the whole world you can knock that head. Get my phone, get my phone. I still got a full computer full of your motherfucking hooks. You've been on my since day one. And if me got some footage like that, tell them to show it to you. I'll give you a million dollars. Show it. Yeah, Young Thug, French, I have to ask, what does this have to do with music? Like, this was a music conversation that turned into why brothers wear dresses and people being soft and who's tough and who's not tough, who's on who's D, people who people getting knocked out. Like, who cares? It shouldn't have got to that. French Montana made a statement. He has more hits than Kendrick. He can outshine Kendrick on a festival stage. That should be the debate. That shouldn't escalate to anything right. else. Yeah, Period. Young Thug said, Young Thug said, I, I believe he said, no, I, I don't believe it. And then it just went left from there. But now, don't get it twisted. I know a lot of people out there, Kendrick Lamar is the better artist, hands down. Like, that's not even a discussion. But... French Montana has a lot of hits, and depending on where that stage is, depends on if French will rock or not. 
Like if you put French in certain I, certain I, I, certain st- certain places, French will outshine Kendrick Lamar in certain places. Absolutely, you know, positively. That's, that's 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 no. And yes. I and you know so listen, yes. man. I t- I tell French this. Uh, he was right when he said people got amnesia, because people really be cut- catching amnesia when it comes to Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar has given us three yes. potentially classic albums. The man has mastered the art of old school celebrity, so you only see or hear from him when he wants to be seen and heard. And his and in his absence, people always get slick and try to downplay what that man means to the culture. Kendrick Lamar is the guy, bro. Everything Nobody's you love about hip hop, everything you want about hip hop, he embodies. He had classic mixtapes before he even came out with his first album. So Nobody I think said that's that. Important. Nobody said that. Nobody said he wasn't. But French Montana has a lot of records, and he can hold his own on certain stages. In certain stages, hold his own. Certain yes. stages, I believe I'll that his shine. reaction will be no. In certain stages, it's kind of like when Drake performed out in L.A. when he performed at that festival, and, and everybody thought Drake was going to do well. He was at the wrong festival for Drake. French okay, Montana. Okay, so you're saying if it's a different type of audience. It depends on, on what the audience what the is. Audience I mean, Drake, is. I mean, let's let's be honest. Kendrick is a better artist. His bodies of work are way better. We know that. He's a better lyricist. He's a better rapper. But you, you French Montana has Kendrick a lot of records Drake? that pop off. You know the difference between Kendrick and Drake? Kendrick is one of those rare artists who all hip-hop audiences embrace. From the oh, from the hipsters to the old school, old school purists, the people like uh, Wolfgang, and the fact that he has that air of mystery around him. Listen, salute the French. French definitely got hits. But when it comes to tearing down festival stages, no, I don't think he could outshine Kendrick. Well, besides in the on that, it's that's my opinion. That French, that French just squashed all these long beefs that he had, and now he has a new and one. Started another one. He started a couple right. other ones. <laughs> Come on, French. Me and friends just talked last week and you know it's, it's it's supposed to be all about love and all about peace. Like that conversation should have never gotten to that. And I feel like French is an OG. French is a little bit more of an OG than Young Thug, at least in the industry. Cause like French said, he's been in the game almost 20 years. He shouldn't let it escalate to that. Come on. No, French. you're right. But but then again, too, if I'm an artist and I'm a rapper and I have all these records. And I have confidence in myself. Am I supposed to say another no. rapper is going to be more stronger Time than me out. on the festival stage? No. I Envy, feel I'm Envy. the best. He should feel that way. Just like Envy. when I DJ. I don't feel like no DJ is better than me. And I this shouldn't is, I feel hate, that way. I, I, but that's I hate how you should mo- feel. Yeah. I hate when y'all move the goalposts. You're absolutely right. But it, how? It went, because it went somewhere else. I specifically, said, I specifically said it should be about the music. Once the conversation left from French to Kendrick about who's tough and who's not... That's go by tough. Nobody said nothing about the tough stuff. I yeah, don't cut all, all that out. All, all that other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that other stuff. French is absolutely right. Yes, he if if he if they talking about music, he said he got twenty hits that can go against other artists. Absolutely, let you. You know, it's hard. It's hard for people to take other people weighing in on their music when it's another artist, especially somebody that you work with. And I think that French took it very personally. You know what Young Thug's opinion was, and so that might be kind of what it stemmed from. I don't know, but, but I'm hoping it, that they don't. It's, it's such a whack opinion to have, especially in a moment where we got all these versus battles and it's all of these conversations about who's better. Like, that shouldn't offend you if somebody says, nah, you ain't got nothing yeah. on Kendrick. If, Not right now. That shouldn't offend these, you. And everybody's doing these conversations now, but I yep. always feel like people get more offended when it's another artist that has something to say. It, it offends people more, than, you know. So, all right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, well, thank you for that rumor report. All right, next hour is Ask Yee. So if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you should get on the phone lines right now, 800-585-1051. But we got Donkey today up next. 
Yes, sir. And donkey of the day is going to Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Uh, he needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Has it been a while since you've had auto insurance? Have you missed some payments in the past? Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and at the General Insurance, that's not a problem. Give them a call at 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com today. Some restrictions apply. I'm get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. Man. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, April 22nd goes to Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Oh, the mayonnaise is heavy on this one. Uh, America, can I tell y'all something? I need everybody to listen to me, everyone, okay? The diverse coalition of listeners that we have on Breakfast Club, all black people, brown people, uh, all genders, all sexualities, all races, white, yellow, Puerto Rican, Haitian, gather around, okay? I need everyone who can hear me to listen and listen good. There's no easy way to say this. A lot of old white men in America are the devil. I didn't say all, I said a lot. And a large swath of them are in the South, and a large swath of them are in politics. No one can convince me otherwise, okay? It is just too much historical evidence, past and present, that prove my point, okay? All white men have been the single greatest threat to this country for a long time, okay? All of that freedom, liberty, justice for all, they only mean that for themselves. And the rest of us are just crash test dummies, lab rats, guinea pigs uh, on these old men's quest for power, okay? You know how they say crisis doesn't create character, it reveals it? Well, think of all the old white men you see right now revealing to the world who they really are. From the, from the President Donald J. Trump to Atlanta Governor Brian Kemp to now Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick is a man who is calling for the reopening of the state of Texas, okay? In fact, he says it never should have been shut down to begin with. He's also the same guy who back on March 23rd of this year said this. No one reached out to me and said... Uh, as a senior citizen, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children and grandchildren? And if that's the exchange, I'm all in. Um, and that doesn't make me noble or brave or anything like that. I just think there are lots of grandparents out there in this country, like me, I have six grandchildren, that what we all care about and what we love more than anything are those children. And I want to you know, live smart and, uh, and and see through this. But I don't want the whole country to be sacrificed. Yeah, lots of grandparents across the country would risk their survival to keep the country afloat economically. He's probably right. There will be a lot of people who died during this process, and I'm sure it is absolutely some older folks who understand that and who are like, look, I've been here long enough anyway, so it's time for me to clock out. And they probably would die for the country. But when I hear people like Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick say things like that, I'm like, cool. Sacrifice your grandparents first, then. Sacrifice your wife's grandparents. Are, are you a granddaddy, like you just said, and you willing to die for this country, fool? Go, okay? You and your wife clock out. Don't go volunteering our grandparents and other grandparents for slaughter. Give up yours. Give up yourself. You're a leader, right? Well, lead by example. But that's not what even Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is getting donkey of the day for. Okay, he's getting donkey today for what he said on Tucker Carlson last night. Okay, uh, he was on Tucker Carlson tonight calling for the reopening of Texas, as well as all of America. 
And his reason, of course, was the economy. But Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said, and I quote, there are more important things than living. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Play the clip. We're crushing the, the average worker. We're crushing small business. We're crushing the markets. We're crushing this country. And what I said when I was with you that night, there are more important things than living. And that's saving this country for my children and my grandchildren and saving this country for all of us. And I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But, man, we got we to gotta take some risk and get back in the game and get this country back up and running. White people, old white men, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, Old white man from the South in politics is my point proven yet. Everything about this statement is evil and it's BS. There are more important things than living. Name them. No, 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 Dan. I'm not going to let you walk out of here without naming what's more important than living. Now, I will say healthy living, happy living, living with a peace of mind, living and being in the best shape you can be uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. That's better than living. But none of that matters if you're not what? Ha <laughs> ha! You guessed it. Living. Okay, you have to stop sending mixed signals to the universe. You can't say there are more important things than living and then say you don't want to die. No, you picked a side. Now you got to stay there. Okay, bald head dude from the Crossroads video with the trench coat, the shades, and the hat is coming to put his two fingers right between your eyes. Okay, you said there was more important things than living, so now death is at your door. Like, what's cracking, cuz? Okay, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick says we have to take some risk and get back in the game. Well, go take the risk. You and your family get out there and get in the game. Go play. Tell us how it is, okay? Why you want everybody else to put their lives on the front line? Go do your thing, all right? I don't want to hear there are more important things than living and then hear, I don't want to die. Of course you don't want to die. You want others to die. Just keep it real, devil, all right? Same thing with Governor Brian Kemp and whoever else wants to reopen their states, all right? They don't want to die. They want you to die, okay? You are the guinea pigs. Let's put everybody back in the streets and see if some herd immunity can be established. Or let's see if cases rise. Let's see if people who got it before will get it again. It's all one big experiment with our lives, okay? There are more important things than living. <laughs> it's strange that all the things people think are more important than living are also the things they tell you that you can't take with you, all right? The devil taking advantage of the poor and disenfranchised. The devil is taking advantage of people who feel like they have no other choice, all right? Guys like Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick want to convince you that a deal with the devil is better than no deal at all. I just want everyone out there to know that if you listen to these old white men and take your ass outside and get back to normal, all for the sake of money, all for the sake of the white man's economy, just know you have made a deal with the devil. And I know getting back outside sounds like a deal to make with the devil, a good deal to make with the devil, and it might be until you have to pay the price. Please let Kathy Griffin give Dan Patrick the credit he deserves for being stupid. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. All right. Mm -hmm. well, thank you for that donkey of the day, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, ask ye. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, um, let's get to Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Felicia. 
Hey, Felicia, what's your question for ye? Uh, well, I just got into a relationship, and I found out I had an STD. Oh. And um, I let her know and everything, but um, I don't know if it's going to switch up on me. I just need advice on that. So you let her know already? Mm-hmm. And what did she say? She was just, like, quiet, but... I don't know. I don't know how she took it because she was in. We were FaceTiming and she didn't really show her face. She kind of put the the no video on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like if she didn't take it well or. First of all, I just want to say I think that it's amazing that you told her because some people go around spreading things without letting their partner know. So that was very responsible of you. So that's important, right? You got to let people know <clears throat> what it is that they're dealing with. Then I think you have to look at it from her side because, of course, she's getting some news that she's not expecting and something that she has to think about her own, you know, personal health and how to make sure that she can prevent herself from getting something. So that takes a minute to process, right? Yes. So what can we ask what STD is this? Mm. It's uh, It starts with a T-R-I-C-H. Trick and they call it trick, right? Okay, so that's something that goes away with medication. Yes, yeah, that's what I found out. So I don't know if I, I ain't never heard of that one or not, but uh, yeah, it's it, it spreads. It could even I found out it even spreads if you sit on the toilet, like in a public toilet. What's it called? Trick or treat? No. Is What's it, it called? I C H. I can't even trichomoniasis or something like that. Trichomoniasis. Yeah, yeah. You know, with um sex that I have, lesbian sex, it, it could spread like that, too. I didn't well, know y'all it like spread by... When y'all oh, scissor? In the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, y'all. So that's where it okay, came so from? Y'all scissor? No, no, well, I got it from another girl, so... You were cheating? No, 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 I wasn't cheating. I had gotten, I had gotten in a relationship in Vegas. I went to Las Vegas, and, um... I so came you were cheating? No, this, I She's in no, a new relationship. before. Yeah, this is a new yeah, relationship. Yeah, she's in a new relationship. This was before her. Okay, so the good news is that you can't get this treated. <laughs> so it's not something that never goes away. And so you've had an STD, as have millions of people in this world. So you let her know. I think the next step for you is to let her know, you know, I'm sure, did you already tell her what it is, how you got it? I haven't told her what it is yet, but... um. I just don't know. I just don't know if she's gonna switch up on me. You know, I don't know what I what kind what can I do to save the relationship after. Time well, I think you were great. You were very honest. You need to let her know what it is because when you tell me that you have an STD, I'm thinking this is maybe something that can't be treated, and you're warning me because I should know before you know certain things happen. But this is something that you need to mm-hmm. treat before you guys obviously have any more contact. And just let her know. Look. Yeah. I did my research. I found out this can be treated. I've made my, I'm getting my, you know, medication. And this is what the doctor told me. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. How long y'all been together? Uh, For like about a month. Oh, no, nah, I'm out. Bye. We've been together a month. Yeah. You giving me STDs? Peace. No. <laughs> you talking about? Nah. <laughs> nope. Not sticking I just around. I just want to be honest. Let me ask you a question. If you, eat at, if you ate at a restaurant once and got food poisoning, would you ever go back? No. No. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, food, you gave a food poisoning, ma. Goodness gracious. Yeah. No, we haven't had sex yet. That's why. Huh? I told her. See, I haven't had sex yet, we but you gave her an STD? No, I haven't. I'm confused. What the too. hell just happened? Didn't you just call up here and say you gave a girl an STD? No. No, I didn't. I, I'm, I told her ahead of time. 
that you have it. Yes. Okay, you did the right oh, thing. Oh, well, don't worry about it. Yeah, man, get the treatment first and let that go. That's a curable STD. It's not like you got something that's going to stick around. Get the cure, get cured, and then go live your life like it's golden. What happened to Angela E? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yes, that's key. So. Yeah, I would, I would go get treated, and then I would, um, you know, continue my sex life. Okay. But you already told her, so, yeah, yeah, she's not calling you back. Oh, and uh, she, has, she she just texted me this morning, so we'll see. <laughs> she just want to know what it is so she can tell her friends. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. No, you have to know what it is. Let her know that you're being treated, what the treatment is. Keep her as informed as possible, but I don't think this should be a deal breaker. It was something that happened before her. She might be thinking you cheated. There's a lot of things going on through her head. You have to let her know all of that. You can't just tell me you have an STD and then you don't tell me what it is. You don't tell me that it can be treated. You don't tell me when you got it. Just keep her informed. Okay. All right. Thank you guys. You're welcome. So you listen, if you've been dating a guy for a month, Mm -hmm. y'all ain't never had sex. He tells you he got an STD. You calling him back? I mean, he has to tell me what it is. I would have asked though. I'd have been like, what STD do you have? Because when you tell me that, I automatically assume that it's something that's incurable. A month I've been together a month. You'd be surprised, even, man. Ugh. Women meet a guy and find out that he's married with kids and stay with him. <laughs> so you don't know what people might put up with. Slim Pickens out here. Mm. What the hell happened to Envy? Well, that's ASCII, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next <laughs> one. We got yeah, more well, coming up. We got more coming up. One five. <laughs> there you go. One eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you have any more questions for me, call up for Ask Yee. <laughs> Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now we're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, it's D coming from Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, bro? What's your question for Yee? My question is, me and my wife don't made up. I want to know, well, what can I take her, like, a nice place? So you guys, well, first of all, I don't know if you can go anywhere. Aren't you guys self-quarantined right now? This weekend is back on for ATL. Oh, yeah, it is. Listen, how about you do something special but not have to go anywhere to do that and do that in the house? <laughs> yeah, put some roses in the bathtub and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and also, like, listen, I'm not against, you know, getting pick up the, uh, food from a restaurant that we both love, something fancy, set it up nice in the house so that, you know, you don't necessarily have to cook if you don't want to or if you can't cook that well. But I would do something like that. I would get some great takeout food from a restaurant that we both love that means something to us. Get some nice champagne, some nice wine. Uh, get a playlist going. You know, have the speaker on so you have some great music. So it's like you guys are at a restaurant, but you really are at home. That's like a plane. Yeah, I think things like that are really sweet and romantic. And how often do people really do that for you? So I would, and, and clean the house, too. That helps. Make sure the house is nice and clean. We love that. Oh, yeah, I'm OCD, so it's going to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, I think plan some nice things and then get her something to wear, like to bed after that, something nice, something sexy. Lingerie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you even said that like you were excited. Oh, yes. I really do. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, and have a good sure one, bro. Make sure you get dessert. Make sure you get dessert. Right, you know, yeah. we love dessert. Oh, okay. Kate, <laughs> I, I got you. <laughs> All right, bro. Have a good one. You too. I ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need any type of advice, you can hit her anytime. Now, we got rumors on the way. 
Yes, we are going to talk about uh, the streaming services. We'll tell you how amazing Netflix is doing. And we'll talk about a new service that's coming. And they already have a very controversial documentary on the table. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Russell Simmons. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, you know, HBO Max just debuted the first official trailer yesterday for that documentary on the record. That's going to premiere on May 27th. And it's about Drew Dixon talking about her decision to publicly share her experience during the Me Too movement. And she explicitly is talking about Russell Simmons, who she says uh, sexually assaulted her, allegedly. Here is that trailer. Drew was a young, powerful something who cared so much about this music. And so when Def Jam called me, I was like, Russell Simmons wants to offer you this job as the director of A&R at Def Jam. I could not have scripted it better. That's one of the beautiful things about the music industry. There was a lot of mobility for women, but at the same time, there was tremendous amount of sexual harassment. You didn't get a lot of sympathy for that. That was considered the price of admission. Now, this is the documentary that Oprah Winfrey at first was going to be producing, but then she decided not to. She said the movie was still a work in progress. She said, first and foremost, I want it to be known that I unequivocally believe and support the women. Their stories deserve to be told and heard. In my opinion, there is more work to be done on the film to illuminate the full scope of what the victims endured. And it has become clear that the filmmakers and I are not aligned in that creative vision. Now, Russell Simmons, on his behalf, denounced this documentary. He also issued a statement on Instagram. He said he wants to put the mo- this moment an old narrative behind us. He said, I'm guilty of exploiting, supporting, and making the soundtrack for a grossly unequal society. I have even been unconsciously callous, but I have never been violent or forced myself on anyone. So that is Russell Simmons' side of the story. I wonder if they asked Russell to be involved with that documentary. It would only be right, right? Like you can't, you can't do a whole doc like that and not have the person that's being accused at least give their side. And I wonder would he even want to do something like that? It sounds like he would because he's releasing statements. Right. Right. Well, the uh, movie on the record is directed by Amy Ziering and Kirby Dick. They also did the college campus sexual assault documentary, The Hunting Ground, previously. All right, Netflix. They have a whole lot of new subscribers during this lockdown. They added 16 million subscribers in the first quarter of 2020. And a lot of people have been binging on things like Tiger King and Love is Blind. So now they have 183 million subscribers globally. They expect to add another 7.5 million subscribers in the second quarter. So things are going well for them as far as what's happening while everybody's at home. Now they said in our 20 plus year history, we have never seen a future more uncertain or unsettling at Netflix. We're acutely aware that we are fortunate to have a service that is even more meaningful to people confined at home and which we can operate remotely with minimal disruption in the short to medium term. I haven't watched Netflix. Well, I did watch uh, Tiger King. Watch Tiger King. I watched, I watched Black AF. I didn't like Black AF. That was whack. But I haven't watched you know much Netflix. Funny? I'm a- I saw a lot of a lot of people said they liked it, and so now I got I didn't finish. I only saw the first episode, so I'm gonna go. Black back AF. Mm-hmm. Black AF is like a bunch of bougie black people pretending to be ghetto and ratchet. It's like a bunch of white people were in a room, and 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 they wrote what they thought uh, black people act like, which I and I don't uh, understand. I don't, I, I don't understand why Kenya would 
a lot, lot of fried chicken jokes and, and watermelon jokes? Man, it's just one scene where, because, the, the you know, the, the lead character is mixed. I can't remember her name right now. Quincy Chancy Jones' daughter. Rashida, Rashida Jones. I love Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones. She was on The Office. And, uh-huh. Yeah, she, she's, she's mixed. And she's like, you know, when you're mixed, you got to know what you got to choose between KFC and Popeyes. And, you know, what, what all you got to name all the Wayans brothers. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. It's just whack to me. It's like, it's literally like a bunch of bougie black people pretending to be ghetto and ratchet. It's like a lot of performative blackness. Like, it's weird. It's like, it's like white. Shucking and jiving, it sounds like. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say shucking and jiving. It's just white people. Act, it, it seems like it's a bunch of white people writing, telling what they feel or what they think black people act like. It's, it's weird. But it, it's a weird isn't show. Isn't Kenya Barris behind the show, though? It's his show. So I don't know yeah, but who, who, are the, the who are the writers for it, but- and um, I was thinking maybe it's a satire. I got to watch it to see because, I, like I said, mm-hmm. I only saw the first episode. All right, I, Meg I would Stallion, love it to be satire. She has opened up about her sexuality. She said she has kissed a few women. She said she's not scared of the ladies when it comes to intimacy, and she believes women should be able to explore their sexuality without judgment. This is all in British Vogue. She said, in real life, I'm really about what I be talking. Men are free to do what they want to do, date whoever they want to date, and women should have the same options without judgment. Sometimes people try to put you in a box, and they just try to put their views on you, and they try to make you behave how everybody in society feels you should behave. But this is my ish. This is my body, my mouth, my lyrics. This is what I want to say. This is how I want to act. I really want people to stop caring about how other people want them to live and to start to live for themselves because I'm living for myself and I'm doing damn good with myself. So that is Meg Thee Stallion's statements. Okay. Mm. I'm not Ain't mad at her. Listen, I posted somebody had DM me their OnlyFans account numbers, right? And they were like, show this to Envy and Charlemagne so they can see there's real money to be made. And since then, I've gotten people hitting me about how they make $50,000 a month on That's OnlyFans. Dope. Who said it wasn't real money to be made? No, I mean, whatever, for whatever the reason. Because I guess some people don't really understand how OnlyFans works. But when I tell you I, there was so much hate in the comments, oh, would you want your daughter or your, you know, whoever doing this? This is disrespectful. Women exploiting their bodies for money. It turned into OnlyFans is not just sex, sport. though, right? OnlyFans is not just it's sex. It's whatever you want it's it to be. It's also not content, just... right? Yeah. It's not just women well, on there either. It's men on there also. Well, to answer the question, no, I wouldn't want my daughter doing that. Um, but I do know that there's going to be a lot of artists over the next year or so on OnlyFans because these shows are not happening. These shows are not happening. These concerts are not happening. You're about to see a lot of your favorite artists uh, opening up OnlyFans pages. Right. And you don't have to be naked on there, too. Some people do post just pictures that are sexy and they're mm-hmm. not naked. So it's it's whatever you want it to be. It is known for having a lot of porn stars are on there. But, you know, you subscribe to what you want to subscribe to, see what you want to see. And if you want to go on there, you do. If you don't, you don't have to. It is what it is. All right. Now, Lisa Ray, she was on with Claudia Jordan. And on Fox So Live, alongside Selena Johnson and Vivica A. Fox, and she made some statements about the Kardashians and how they influence today's beauty ideals. Here's what she said. They have single-handedly, hey, I'm just going to call it Ace of Space. The Kardashians have single-handedly changed the woman's body shape that's acceptable now. Now, it's a small waist, all this ass would look like the ankles can't even hold up all of that. You know what I mean? It's a fool. So you think that it's the Kardashians that single-handedly changed women's body shapes that's acceptable? I think they're one of the reasons. No, I think they. I definitely think they're one of the reasons. I think a lot of people follow them. I definitely think that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've always loved voluptuous women. I like thick women. I'm from. I'm from black. I like. I like. I've never. I've never thought about what other people don't like. Who Who are the people that who's who who got who accepted it? White people. 
I don't know, but a lot of people do follow them. You, you'd see people trying to, to alter their bodies and do surgeries I mean, to kind of look like them. There's a lot of women out there that look like them. I, mean, I think J-Lo came before the Kardashians, but... Mm-hmm. I, mean, I would have said that she's first... like the Kardashians. <laughs> what you mean? J-Lo, J-Lo with the ass? That's, that's what J-Lo was known for yeah. back in the day. J-Lo's no, natural. But right? hers is natural. It's not, you know, that's kind of some... I didn't, I didn't know anybody say anything about surgery. I just heard her say the, the shape and the size. Right, I think she's talking about women who are... Because uh, there's a lot of people that are shaped now in ways that are not even like, you know, you wouldn't be shaped like that if it wasn't for surgery. So that's what she's saying. Oh, so she was talking about surgery just now? Yes. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, um, up next, People's Choice Mix. Get your request in and revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, this is the four-year anniversary of when Birdman stopped through The Breakfast Club. And I wanted some respect on his name, all three of us. Now, break it down how it happened. If for people that don't know, we were uh, ready to interview Birdman. How you going to ask Bird- yourself a question? Said, break it down how it happened. <laughs> well, let me tell you how. <laughs> this guy's on drugs. Oh, I'll leave it to myself. <laughs> Uh, so Birdman was outside the studio coming about to come in to do an interview. He wouldn't do any drops of revolt. And when he walked in, what was the first thing he said? Do you guys remember? Uh, There's some respect on my recall. name. No, that's not the first thing he said. No, that's not I the first thing he said. Man. Why don't you play the clip? All right, well, I was going right. to get to the clip where he got there. But all right, let's play the clip. Get it off your chest, Birdman. I said it already. I ain't got to talk no more. So why come here? I wanted to talk to you on your man and your face. Absolutely. You understand me? I knew a p- few places you was at. I could have pulled up, but I don't think that was gangster. I wanted to come look you in your face like a man and tell you how I feel. Okay. You understand me? Put some respect on my name. Did you, did you pull up on Ross that way or Trick Daddy? Man, I'm pulling up on you. Yeah, but I'm, I'm the radio guy. Why well, pull up on the radio guy? Don't act tough with the radio guy. I hate my y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests on the line right now. Now, they stopped through, uh, what, how long ago was that, Yee? Two months ago? Yeah, it was about two months ago. We were doing this eight-week financial makeover with Marcus and Tina. Hey, Marcus Good morning, Marcus and Tina. And Tina. Hello, good morning. Now, Marcus, I know you're at work, so we're not going to take up too much of you guys' time, but I just want to check in. So we were talking about the student loan debt that you guys have, right? The credit card debt and also your credit score. Those are the things that we're trying to figure out. And savings, how can you save money when you have this debt? So let's talk about the debt that you guys had when we first started eight weeks ago. Yeah, um, eight weeks ago when we first started, so kind of a little bit lost, had uh, a lot of student debt still in it, but have a much better uh, insight on how to manage it and take care of it now with the help of Self and Organization Hope. So um, I've um, increased my credit We've been able to cut down um, some of the loans and some of the credit that um, that we owe over the last eight weeks. So it's been a good experience so far. So you guys, when you started, your credit score was a 639, correct? Yes, when we started, that's where I was at. And now what's your credit score at now? Uh, the last update on April 20, 20th, I think, was um, 713 or 716. <laughs> Okay. That's a nice jump in in two months. And then your student loan debt, we started with $100,000 of debt. Where are you at now with that? Um, I cut it down about like a couple, like a thousand maybe. You know, I'm still working on it, but I was able Mm -hmm. to put more towards it. So, you know, still at the 98,000 in that range. 
So what are the main takeaways that you got from doing this whole eight-week financial makeover, Credit Chronicles, you know, using the Self app and using Operation Hope? For me, I just want to say thank you. I keep saying thank you, but I really appreciate it because my takeaway from it was just um, learning how to handle money and not have to worry so much. Um, I learned how not to spend money unnecessarily. It's not everything that you want is necessarily something you need. Right. Well, I wanted to have you guys on today because I do have something for you. Okay. Okay. Wow. Five million dollars. Wow. Five thousand dollars. Congratulations, guys. Congrats. Yes, from Credit Chronicles, from the good people at Self, we have $5,000 for you guys, and you can put that towards what you need to put it for as you're learning how to manage your money better, how to get out of debt, how to have a savings. You can do those things simultaneously, and we really want to encourage people to do that. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations, guys. All right, All right, Marcus. All right, Tina. Congrats. Thank you guys for checking in. Stay safe on the quarantine, guys. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simple today, man. Uh, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Keep it moving, people. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?